0: So, good morning everybody. We're going to be in Genesis 30, 25 through 43, 25 to the end. Today, Uh, and before we hop into the reading, I want to remind you about where we are right now. Um, The character we're following right now, his name is Jacob, and he fled from his brother Esau, because he stole his birthright and he stole his blessing and so he ran away which was only supposed to be for a few days but but here um, here he's been gone twelve now fourteen years he served the first seven years for what who he thought was going to be Rachel, his wife, who ended up being switched for Leia and then he worked another seven years for Rachel during those second seven years they started to have kids with Rachel and Leia and if you'll remember from last time, the two handmaidens or the two servants that were Rachel's and Leah's. So at this point in time, he has 11 children um, in various ages, Reuben being the eldest, and Joseph having just been born the youngest. And Joseph, no, Jacob's life has been just marked with um, deception and trickery and. Be- he fooled his father to get his brother's blessing. And then we see Laban, his uncle, uh, fooling Jacob to, to marry off his other daughter. And, and so we see so much deception in their lives. We see so much just turmoil within the, this family here that they they're not communicating well, they're not on the same page, they don't really even believe the same things as we've seen and will continue to see. And so I want um, you to pay attention as we've been paying attention to where is the Lord, where is uh, God in all of this? Are these people seeking the Lord's guidance and direction through prayer, through, through direct revelation, or are they really Acting on their own and and just living with the consequences of that action, as I, you all know, we'll, we'll 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 cover it again. So yeah, we're looking for the Lord in this. So we just finished with um, the the weird birth birth stories of Jacob's loving kids, and we pick up in verse twenty-five. And it came to pass, when Rachel had borne Joseph, that Jacob said to Laban, Send me away, that I may go to my own place and to my own country. Give me my, my wives and my children, for whom I have served you. And let me go, for you know my service, which I have done for you. So, just as a reminder that he served 14 years at this point in time. His service is done. He's paid his debt. He says, I'm done. I've done everything, you know, that, that I said I would do. Let me go on my way. Give me my wife so that I, I can go on my way and, and he's just trying to leave the situation. It has been a, a hard hard situation, a hard struggle and if you remember the Lord promised that he would send him back to his own homeland, um uh, I have to look up the wording for this, but but he would uh it would be well with him. If and he would serve him if he did that. So he's He's looking forward to going home, back to his, his mom and his dad and, and his area. In verse 27, he's And Laban said to him, Please stay, if I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Then he said, Name your wages, and I will give it. Now this sounds nice, but so this Hebrew word experience is actually... Oh no! Uh, is actually through, he learned through divination, is the actual Hebrew word. So he, he apparently he, he has you, we'll find out he's got some household gods. Um, he worships more than just uh, Yahweh, the one true God, and he is um, talking to those other gods. And and it says he learns through divination that the Lord has blessed me for His sake. So, there's there's that. Because we're going to see these other household gods in the next couple chapters. So Um, He is not following just the Lord. He is using other gods to to learn things. It seems nice that he says, Name your wages and I will give it to you. So, hey, yeah, no, you've worked for me. Please don't go. Stay here. I have increased. I have gotten more wealth. I have gotten more family. I've gotten more comfortable. Because of you. So please stay here, and I'll pay you whatever you want. So he's, for the last 14 years, Jacob's been paying off his wives, as it were. And now he's, he's offering him this deal. If you'll stay, I'll pay you, finally. I'll pay you for the work that you do for me. Verse 26, whoa, 29. So Jacob said to him, You know how I have served you and how your livestock has been with me. For what you had before I came was little and it has increased to a great amount the Lord has blessed you since my coming and now when shall I also provide for my own house so I said what shall I give you and Jacob said you shall not give me anything if you will do the this thing for me. I will again feed and keep your flock. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from them all the speckled and spotted sheep, and all the brown ones among the lambs, and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And these shall be my wages, so my righteousness will answer for me in the time to come. When the subject of my wages comes before you, Every one that is not speckled or spotted among my goats and brown among the lambs will be considered stolen, if it is with me. So here he's negotiating for... Uh, now that I'm going to work for you, not for free anymore. I I, I would like to earn wages. I would like to earn something. Um, and he acknowledges that, yeah, before I came, you didn't have very much. But now, because of, of me and the Lord... Uh, really, because of the Lord has blessed them. It's not that Jacob's the blessing. It's that the Lord has blessed them. Um, that now he has so much. And so Jacob asks for the spotted, the blemished, the brown, sheep, and goats. And so just to keep it in your mind, there are, he's asking for two two separate things here. He's asking for the the goats and the sheep. Mm. Um, yeah, goats and lambs. And, and this is like a clear way, this is a way before we had like ear tags or I, I guess branding, but he's saying like just... So that there's no question about what's going on, I'll take anything that has you know spots, or anything that's that's brown. If it's a sheep, um, and this way, there will be no confusion. There'll be no dispute about is this my sheep or your sheep. It'll be very obvious because these are spotted. These are Jacobs. These are not spotted. These must be Labans. So that's that's what he's doing um, to to try to to separate these things out Um, yeah we'll come back to that point so verse 34 Levon said Oh, that it were according to your words. So he removed that day the male goats that were speckled and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, every one that had some white in it, and all the brown ones among the lambs, and gave them into the hands of his sons. Then he put three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flock. So here Laban and Jacob go out to the field. They separate out the spotted, blemished brown lambs and goats and... Jacob gives them to his sons. Remember, the eldest son's probably 12 to 14 at this point in time, Reuben. And so they're old enough to, to keep and watch sheep and have probably been following around their father, learning this trade. And he puts three days per journey between his spotted, speckled flock and really his sons and his family over there. And then Jacob stays and feeds Laban's flock because he's still working for those sheep. So he's really separating them off to to delineate and kind of work his way away from Laban and his family. Now Jacob took himself... So it's interesting, and we'll get into this next week, and I haven't, because we don't have that much time, but next week we're going to learn that Jacob had a dream from God about the speckled spotted sheep, and that... These are going to be the ones that should be his payment for this, and we'll look, we'll read about it next week. But just it's not Jacob being wise or having a lot of wisdom or or really knowing anything. God showed him in a vision that his he would have a great uh, flock of sheep, a great great possessions in this dream that that the Lord is going to multiply and do for him. So we're about to move into a section of. I'm going to say questionable animal husbandry. So, whether this does anything or not, uh, it doesn't seem like it's on Jacob's power to increase his flock. But it's actually all going to be God who's going to be increasing Jacob and his flocks and his, his owning. So. Uh, now, Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and the almond and chestnut trees peeled white strips in them and exposed the white which was in the rods. Now the rods which he had peeled he set before the flocks in the gutters. In the watering troughs where the flocks came can I get rid of you? No. Don't do that. Okay. Um Sorry. I hate ads. And the rods which he had peeled set them before the flocks and the gutters in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink, so that they would should conceive when they Came to drink. So the flocks conceived before the rods, and the flocks brought forth streaked, speckled, and spotted. Then Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face towards the streaks, and all the brown in the flocks of Laban. But he put his own flock by themselves, and did not put them with Laban's flock. And it came to pass, whenever the stronger livestock conceived, that Jacob place the rods before the eyes of the livestock in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods but when the flocks were feeble he did not put them in so the feebler were leban's and the stronger's were jacob's thus the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks of female and male servants and camels and donkeys so here in this questionable act of animal husbandry he takes these sticks that have like a white inner bark and he kind of peels off strips to expose the spots of the or to make it look like spots of white on on the poles the sticks and he kind of puts them into the watering trough into where the the animals come to drink from and and he thought that when they came to drink that they would conceive spotted um animals and this they, this is just not true this is not how we 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 can control what kind of uh, spots or speckles or brown animals that are born. We we know all about we know some about genetics and and how it actually happens. And but Jacob said, "Oh, I'll I'll do this thing, and maybe this will this will cause them to have spots and cause them to have speckles." Um, and it, if you'll see that it's the Lord that. That increase the flock with the speckled. If it's the Lord that's going to give him the the better, stronger sheep or goats, it's not because of this this human craftiness. It's the Bible just reporting what he did. Um, you can go and try to do this if you want. I'd love to know the results of it, but but I would rather uh, use prayer and just wait on the Lord to increase my flocks that way. And so we have. The end of this chapter, where the man is becoming exceedingly prosperous because all the flocks are having um, spots and speckles and browns, and and so we see that Jacob's flocks are increasing, uh, and and Laban's are are dwindling, but but they're really not dwindling that much because he, if he started with very little, he's still going to have. A lot of of animals. After uh, Jacob does this, he's going to do this for six years. We're going to learn next week. Um, for before he separates himself from his family finally, and so um, whereas Jacob came across to his to Laban with not hardly not maybe a walking stick, he had no pillow, he didn't have a gold, he didn't have anything, and he's going to be leaving now with large flocks, female and male servants, camels, donkeys, four wives, 11 children, and he's he's just grown in the last 14 years at this point in time. And all because of the Lord, all because of the Lord's blessing, all because the Lord has a plan for him and his life. Um, And so often we we connive and we, we try to get the... Uh, bonuses we want, or the raises, or the extra money, and if it's not the Lord's will, it's it's near impossible to get those things that we don't deserve, or th- those things the Lord won't give us, because we're not deserving of any of those things, we're not better than anyone else. So, uh, one thing I want to point out this morning, uh, it's going to be in James, if I can get, I can't, James. This is James three sixteen james three sixteen four where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there, but the wisdom that is from above is pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. Now the fruits of righteousness are sown in peace by those who make peace. So hopefully I don't have to like hit this point too hard, but we have we have like envy and self-seeking with Jacob and with Laban. We right now we're in the section where Laban is self-seeking. I want to be pro- blessed. I want to be prosperous, and you're the reason that I'm being prosperous. And he's self-seeking. He's not being kind or generous. He is he is. Um, if you work for me, uh, I'll give you your wages. He's not being overly kind in this way. He literally has worked for Laban for 14 years for free and can't be really bothered to give him anything that he hasn't earned. So here we have Laban being self-seeking. And he's envious of what the Lord is blessing him with. And And I want to pause r- right there. like Envy is really disbelief about God and who he is when we see other people and we we're jealous we want what they want they have we we think we would we deserve it more than them we're really saying God I don't believe that you know who what you're doing that I know better and that I should have these things. And so we really disbelieve who the Lord is and what what God is doing. And and we try to take on that God title ourselves. And we're, we want to be in charge. And we're going to be prideful. And we're going to take. And we're going to uh, do whatever we can to get that raise, that promotion, that position, whatever it is. And indeed it says here that it's going to cause confusion and every evil thing like it when we are self-seeking and we're disbelieving god it causes confusion because if is if god is good if god does know what he's doing if he is knows what's good for us because he made us and he knows what's good for us then we need to be content with what he's given us we need to be uh, just content with whatever comes our way be, because the lord is providing it for us the Lord for Jacob provides the sheep and the, the multiplication. He provides all the children and all the the wives at this point in time although they he went out and did that himself but the, the Lord is faithful if we would seek the good things the, the, the godly things uh, because as we're self-seeking we're going to be causing all sorts of evil and that says if if we're following God, if we're instead of self-seeking, we're seeking God, that that's the wisdom from above. That's that's real wisdom. That when we do that thing, we're going to be peaceable. We're not going to be causing fights. We're not going to be causing division. We're not going to be causing um, this broken relationships. We're going to be peaceable as we follow, as we, we wait on whatever the Lord has for us. We're going to be gentle. We're going to be talking to other people in a gentle way instead of trying to cut them down and say, No, I'm better. You're not. You're below me, and I deserve the money, or I deserve the raise, or whatever it is. Those the examples I have. And so instead of being proud or uh, self-willed, because that's really what a lot of the issues are in the world, are people are proud. They're prideful. I deserve this. I've earned this. But I'm going to do whatever it needs to be done to take it. And instead we have God saying that we should be willing to yield. You you want to step in and take that position or that responsibility or you want to try to step on people, we yield to them. We let them go ahead and do whatever they, they want instead of fighting with them instead of trying to to one-up them to be better than them. We say, go ahead i'll I'll just be faithful doing my work whatever you whoever you're going to step on step on them to get there but i'm not going to do that i'm not going to play the game that the world has created where we tear each other down and it says that we should be full of mercy like hey they're going to step on us they're going to use us they're going to abuse us and we should offer them mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy so this without partiality is always like so there are believers and unbelievers there are japanese and not japanese there are men there are women we we don't need to like differentiate between who who's doing good and who's doing evil that we need to be doing this we need to be willing to yield and gentle and peaceable with everybody because god is is gentle and gives good things to everybody he doesn't differentiate right now down here on the earth the the righteous and the unrighteous. He knows who's who and he still sends rain. He still gives good gifts without partiality. Without hypocrisy. Now it says the fruit of righteousness. If you really want to grow fruit of God, if you really want to to um, to, to to follow God in faith, to be right before him. We sow whatever it is by peace. So instead of sowing things that you know, I I want, we we talked about last week, about the uh, sowing to the flesh. So I want this. I'm going to put the, you know, I'm going to do sin, 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 sin. I want flesh, 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 flesh. But it says, it, it, just like that other verse, um, that we need to sow in peace. So we sow to the Spirit. We sow with faith that the Lord is going to to um, be magnified in this area. That, that God will have the glory that we can not take it for ourselves but but give God the glory in the situation so we sow it in peace we're the peacemakers we're the people that aren't trying to fight that aren't trying to divide that aren't trying to tear down we should instead be like Jesus who who builds up who reconciles who brings us back into reconciliation with, back into fellowship with God and so as we walk as Christ walked we, we see his example and we're supposed to follow in his example. Jesus didn't tear people down. He didn't cause division. He was trying to reconcile the world to his Father. And so we too are supposed to be doing that. We're supposed to be to, um, being those ambassadors for Christ. To, to tell people about who God is. And about what Jesus did on the cross. That he died for our sins. That we don't have to be worried about doing good works that outweigh our bad works because that system we've already failed at that system for so long we can have peace now that god has forgiven us that's peace beyond understanding because we still are going to mess up we're still human we're still going to sin we're still going to say stuff that we regret all of us are married all of us have children we are all going to do stuff that just is is against what god wants us to do and and god says hey hey don't sweat it repent so confess what you've done wrong to me tell or to the people in that you've done wrong to repent tell them that you're sorry confess and turn away from um, that sin repent really has you know confess what you've done but then turn away from doing that again if you want to show that you're really sorry if you want to show that you really didn't mean to do it then don't keep doing it i have children that that i'm trying to get them to understand that if you're really sorry because we tried to teach them to, to apologize that you won't keep walking in those same sins if if you hit your brother and he cries and he's hurt and and you go and apologize to him like the lord wants us to to stop doing those actions rather than keep apologizing He wants us to do good to one another instead of uh, continually apologizing or what the Bible say offer sacrifices. He'd rather us be obedient in God's word than to have to come and ask for forgiveness. And so we just need to remember every day that the gospel to live our life, that that we are going to mess up and we're going to fall into our old habits and and that's okay because God has given you the the spirit of power and we can, as we believe, he gives us the Holy Spirit and we can now have the strength and the ability to turn from those wicked ways and to to turn to people and say, I'm sorry for doing that to you. Can you forgive me? And, and seek actual reconciliation instead of just lip service and, and saying the right words. He wants a heart change. God is always concerned with our hearts. and So we need to be able to just to submit our hearts to him and walk as he he walked because because the way the world walks the way the world hurts each other and the way the world tears down it's just i don't want to play that game it's it's not a fun game to play it it causes division and broken relationships and hurt and pain i'd rather so peace with wisdom from above because the wisdom down here is prideful and arrogant and self seeking. So we were reminded every day to to walk according to Jesus, to to try to put off the old self. It says we can, so we must be able to put off the old self and put on the new self which is Christ and walk as he walked and we're gonna stumble and that's okay. Repent. Ask for forgiveness, and God will give it to you, and keep walking with the Lord. keep pursuing righteousness by faith, because he's taken care of everything that we need for our salvation. He's covered it he's He's made us white as snow, even though we don't didn't deserve it and didn't earn it. so walk with the Lord, don't walk by your your self- willed your 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 pride. Lord God, thank you for this time you've given us. Thank you for this time to hop in your word uh, to see who humans are, Laban and Jacob and and the wives and all the turmoil that's created in these families because they're not walking with you, Lord God. They're serving other gods, namely their selves, Lord God, and they're turning each other down and taking advantage of each other, Lord God. And I pray that you can help us see that example that, that you gave us in Jacob's life it, and just turn from those ways and see what kind of profit it, it gives us. It's not good for us to, to walk as as our own gods. We need you on our throne in our heart. We need you to be our God. And we need to be faithful servants. Not serving ourselves or not serving you the way that we feel like you need to be served. But, but serve you the way that you have spoken to be served, Lord God. Help us to follow after you. Help us to seek. Your ways above our own ways. Help us to give up this prideful life that we have, Lord God. And help us to to actual have actually have repentance in our hearts and to turn from those wicked ways that we once walked in, and turn from our knee-jerk reactions of responding to people. And help us to have love for one another, Lord. <laughs> love that doesn't make any sense to the world, but it doesn't matter we're being faithful and following you and your example and that you died for us you died for us lord god even while we hated you even while we were so estranged from you you wanted to reconcile with us and you did you've done far beyond and above what you needed to do to be reconciled with us lord help us to stop running from you Help us to submit our lives, every aspect, every thought, every deed to you, Lord God. We praise you and pray in your holy name. Amen.